Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 54th year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday, every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Today's program, of course, is live. So you can call and you can join our discussion with you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. So we're at the stage now. We were told the week before last that last week was going to become the worst week we weren't we were going to have, the peak week for uh, infections and deaths uh, due to the corona uh, uh, COVID-19 virus. And so now... Uh, because we supposedly hit the peak, we're supposedly on the down downside now. And so the same people who told us that we should, you know, lock everything down, shelter in place, you know, and so on. They're the same people who are telling uh, out of one side of our mouth, we all need to obey these national guidelines that our president claims he was the one who was the author of those uh, guidelines. At least he's been giving is taking credit for it. And simultaneously, the same president is uh, encouraging people in uh, states that uh, uh, coincidentally have Democratic governors, uh, encouraging people in those states to protest against the, uh, uh, the, uh, the guidelines and not obey uh, the, uh, uh, the directions that he says that he gave uh, to states across the country. Let me just start us off with something. An article by Dan Keating and uh, uh, Cheeky uh, Esteban uh, it was entitled COVID-19 is rapidly becoming America's leading cause of death. It was, it was uh, uh, written in the Washington Post, uh, uh, published on April 16th. The Surgeon General had warned that last week would be like Pearl Harbor. This was Jerome Adams, our Surgeon General, that uh, last week was going to be like Pearl Harbor as he attempted to create context for the threat. But it turned out that more than five times as many Americans died from the covid uh, 19 virus last week, then were killed in the Pearl Harbor raid, uh, raid. If you can grasp this by scale, if you take the week of April 4th to April 11th and you compare the causes of death that occurred during the course of that week, the COVID-19 virus was the second leading cause of death in the United States for that week. Number one was heart disease with 12,626 deaths. Uh, number two was the COVID-19 virus, 12,392 deaths, followed by uh, cancer, number three, at 11,437 deaths. And the next highest, number four, chronic lower respiratory disease, had a death count of 3,279. In early and, and mid-March, when America uh, America's, uh, began widespread closures, uh, quarantines and social distancing, COVID-19 caused many fewer deaths than other common causes. But by, by the end of March, for example, the toll was closer to the average weekly deaths from diabetes and uh, Alzheimer's disease. Uh, in April, weekly 
Uh, this will be the first week of April. Weekly COVID uh, deaths climbed past those from accidents and chronic lower respiratory disease. And last week, as I indicated, COVID-19 killed more people than normally die uh, of cancer in uh, a current week uh, in this country. And the likelihood is but if we go into next week, COVID-19 will be responsible for more deaths next week uh, than the past week and will probably be the number one cause of death for people that die during the course of the week that is to come. Uh, some experts uh, had predicted that the deaths would peak last week, but there doesn't seem to be any decline this week. If you go back to Tuesday of this week, we had 2,369 deaths. Wednesday of this week, we had 2,441 deaths. And then on Thursday, 2,206 deaths to the COVID-19 virus on just those three days. So this means that COVID-19 is on pace to be the largest single killer of Americans uh, during the course of this week. The uh, weekly total of COVID-19 deaths in New York State and New York City has dwarfed uh, the scale uh, of other cities, uh, followed by uh, 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 Louisiana and, and Washington, D.C. I just want to take a look at some of the things that are being said by our leadership uh, centering with, uh, with, with regard to our president and just give us an idea of what it is that we're hearing because we hear so much nonsense uh, from the administration, the president himself and his administration, that by the time you check out uh, uh, what was said yesterday, there's already a spread of more misinformation uh, today. And you just can't really keep up with it. But just in this month, he said that some states are letting people out of prison. Some people, this is Trump talking, some people are letting people out of prison. Some people are getting out that very, that are very serious criminals in some states. And I don't like that. I don't like it. Trump, you know, being uh, responding to uh, prisons, uh, reducing their populations to reduce the possibility of more infections inside those prisons. So in order to have space in the prisons to space people out, you have to have less people in the prisons. So Trump is correct. Some states are releasing inmates from jails and facilities. Uh, however, these have not been very ser serious criminals, as Trump uh, had alleged. In cities like New York City and Los Angeles, those uh, let out have been nonviolent offenders, some of whom were sentenced to less than a year in prison or were scheduled to be released uh, in 30 days or less. Even the Trump administration has been recommending that federal prisons release some prisoners to home confinement. So the Trump administration is the uh, author of this push to release pr uh, 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 prisoners who were uh, non-dangerous or short-timers. And simultaneously, he's trying to present himself as somebody who's upset about those prisoners being uh, uh, released because Trump talks out of 46 sides of his mouth all the time. Uh, you know, there are so many pieces to this, uh, and I know we got a number of callers hanging on. So I think what I'm going to do, rather than go through all of what I was about to say, let me take our callers in sequence. I think it was John in Lockport that was first. Let me grab John in Lockport, then we'll get Tony, and we'll kind of march along. we got five callers already, so this is going to be uh, a, a good volume show. Let me get uh, John on first from Lockport. John, how are you doing out there? Hi, Nathan. Hey. Um, you, you forgot, to, too, to mention the, the two expert uh, TV doctors, uh, Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz, a couple of <laughs> phonies. 
who came up with the ridiculous statements on uh, Fox News. Right. They, they went to Dr. Phil to be the, 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 the authority to, yeah. <laughs> to offset what Dr. Fauci yeah. said, right? Yeah. You know, I, I want to uh, just go over what I think. Uh, there's, with this political discord is just awful. I mean, what we're seeing, uh, the differences between Republicans and Democrats. But I, I've got a theory of how the whole thing uh, got so bad. Uh, you know, there's there's no question that there's been some uh, quite a division between Republicans and de- Democrats for centuries, really. Mm-hmm. But but even under Reagan, who really destroyed the middle class, he he was able to uh, negotiate with the Democrats, and it was a civil it was kind of a civil thing. The Republicans and Democrats seemed to get along. They could even uh, eat together, you know, socialize together. They had friends on both sides of the aisle. That no longer exists. And I think that what what did that was it started with in the '90s with Newt Gingrich, mm-hmm. who uh, of course was having an affair. The same he was a real hypocrite. Yep. He was they were, he was having an affair at the same time he, they were going after. Uh, He's Clinton. the one with Denny uh, Hastert to come with the Hastert rule. You know right. that uh, you you couldn't vote on anything when they had control of the House unless a majority of the Republicans voted for it. Then it could be presented to the House for a, a, a debate and a, and right. uh, a vote. There are, two, there are several other people who are uh, at fault here for c- causing this really big divide. Uh, one was uh, Gingrich. He started it. But Rush Limbaugh, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, the, these neocons, Roger Ailes. And, and Roger Ailes was really the brains behind this whole thing. He's the one that created Fox News. And he said, he, he rationalized that... Uh, his list type of listeners, these neocon listeners, they didn't want facts. Right. They wanted to hear a news outlet like Fox uh, agree with them, with yep. what they believed. It would be like the, the the Savage radio program, right? I think it's Charlie Savage, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They right. say things that their their listeners want to hear. Yep. They don't care if they're factual or not. Now, and they, and they all had, and the neocons had the two themes. Uh, basically, if you if you listen to uh, Limbaugh or any of the rest of them, they have two themes. The, the one theme is uh, hate, and the other theme is fear. Yep. And uh, on the hate side, they, the the usual suspects, the usual scapegoats, you know, blacks, uh, Jews, but Jews if they're liberal Jews, uh, right? Uh, news outlets, and now the latest one, of course, is immigrants. Now, the the uh, the fear is that liberals uh, are going to do things that they don't want. And they consider liberals to be socialists, to be communists, which is totally ridiculous, too. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the fear. They instill this fear in their followers. And they have an army that follows them. Yep. They recruit these these guys. You, you know who the who the usual suspects are in this army. They are the religious nuts mm-hmm. who, who uh, they, they cater to, that the, the neocons cater to. And... They also um, um, other people who, generally, you know, are gun nuts or or, or they, they recruit a whole group of people, and I, I think these people are being taken advantage of really because in reality the Republicans represent the top one percent, and these followers uh, usually vote against their own self-interest. You know what it reminds me of? You know, back in the uh, the eighteen uh, hundreds. Uh, when you had, you know, slavery and, and all of that stuff, and there was these, uh, what you refer to them as the uh, uh, white citizen councils, you know, in Birmingham and, and places like that. 
And these would be the really rich fat cats in a community. And they would build an alliance with uh, what you would have to call low wage, you know, white people who were uh, essentially serfs. They were peons, you know, in, in that economy. The only thing that they had going was that they were higher on the totem pole than black people were. And so because they would signify to these uh, uh, lower income white people that we're all on the same side in our cause, you know, for uh, uh, white supremacy, they would allow themselves to be used to do things that were in the interest of the upper crust, but they would make it seem like they were somehow beneficiaries of it. So you saw with the tax uh, cut that was done in uh, December 31 of 2017, who got 80, 85%, if not more, of the benefit of that tax cut? The top 1%. Right. And right. yet it was the same group of you know lower-income Caucasian people that supported these people. And it just seems mystifying as to why can't you see that the people that are that are seducing you into making these kinds of choices and voting for these people and the things that they're pushing, that they don't really have you at heart. They're not trying to help you. They're trying to help themselves. Right. right. The, the, these neocons have uh, are able. They, they're great propagandists. Yep. Uh, and, and, and this is nothing new. You can follow. I mean, all you got to do is read the book 1984 or Animal Farm, and you can uh, all the techniques are there. Trump walked into this thing, of course, and everything was set up for him. He was, and then he had O'Reilly, who since has gone, but Hannity and the Hales and all the rest of the at all, you know. Yeah. And um, and I think people uh, tend to they're so disgusted they tend to give this false equivalency that uh, uh, oh the. Democrats are as bad as the Republicans, or right. Fox News is, is that's is, the hustle, right? Yeah, Fox News is is as good as uh, the the rest of them. It's yep. not, you know. The the, the other uh, networks tell the truth. Yep. Fox doesn't tell. Or at least they're closer. John, I got to run. I got to get a bunch of calls yep. in now. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. I'll talk to you next week. Let me grab Tony real quick. Tony, how you doing out there? Super califragilistic. Expialidocious. I know that word. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm on the floor of the House of Congress. Tell me who this is. Don't get sick. Die. <laughs> Alan, uh, I forget his last Grayson. name. There you are. Grayson. <laughs> Grayson, that's right. And I talk about him all the time. <laughs> and you know what? He's right. Because if you beat the COVID virus and you were intubated, the cost of a two-week stay in a hospital is between thirty thousand and fifty thousand right. dollars. Right. How are you going to pay for it? Right. Who's going to pay for this? Thirty right. to fifty. And so, what Trump is telling you is that the. Uh, health insurance companies that he claims he spoke to said that they would pay for the testing and any treatment that a person had to get, they would pay for the for the treatment. But I haven't heard that from Blue Cross and Blue Shield. I haven't heard that from uh, uh, Independent Health. I haven't heard that. Let me tell you something. United Health Insurance, a big one of the biggest companies in this country, mm-hmm. has told the physicians working in the emergency conditions that they are to take a a 50% pay cut. Mm. We have a bunch of uh, hospitals in western New York who have just laid off their people. Who have just laid off all of their people. Did you not hear that? Yes, we. they were talking about laying off uh, frontline workers, even nurses' aides and orderlies yeah. and so on. Well, right. no, they, they took and they were off the nurses. Here's, here's the thing. Why 
we are being distracted by this this uh, dictator president we have. Yep. Here's why: because while he's talking about uh, every about how good the coverage is, his administration is trying to take away 28 million uh, people from are going to lose their health care coverage. Right. 12 million Americans are going to lose if they win their their Medicaid coverage. 133 million Americans living with pre-existing conditions are going to could be losing their health premiums and charges to the medical care. So why isn't the media talking about that? Why isn't the media because talking about... Because they're distracted. That's what, Did you not hear me say that? <laughs> I said they're distracted. When you spend all your time chasing one subject... You forget about everything else. Yep. Here's, here's what the White House did on Friday. On Friday, they told the EPA. What's the EPA? Uh, uh, Environmental Protection Agency, right. Yeah, and what did they tell them to do? They told them to, to not relax the, uh, uh, or not increase the, the restrictions on the uh, PM particles uh, in, in the air. And also, they told them to drop the restrictions and bringing toxic products into the country. Into the, right, yep. Toxic products. Where in the world is that going to help us with this virus? It'll make it cheaper for those companies to be able to produce their products, but it's not going to be cheaper for you in your health. And, and guess what our wonderful country did also last week that nobody's going to tell you about? The United States sent refugees to Guatemala. The refugees tested positive to, to, to the virus. Mm -hmm. We sent these people to infect the country. Yep. <laughs> I got a question for you. How much money is the state of New York getting to take care of their problems from the federal government right now? They're only getting uh, supplies. They're not getting direct cash payments to the to, to they the state government. Not a, not a single penny. Yep. And none of the states. All and and that's states. what states are facing. They're all facing deficits right now. If you're going to help somebody, if you're going to spend two trillion dollars, why not spend a hundred million of, a billion of that to spread it out across the states and lower these deficits that they're all going into for the year that we're in right now? Yeah, but not not a penny for the states. Yep. Not a penny to reimburse the states. But give big business money to get recovery. And that yep. two, two trillion dollar bill they passed. Yep. Big business again gets money. The states get nothing. That's our administration. Tony, yeah. I got to run. I got to take a hard break here. I thank you, man. I appreciate the, uh, uh, the call. I'll grab you next week. Let's, let's take our first break. Uh, we'll all stick, stick with us. We'll see you on the side of the break here at, at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. 
Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During the challenging times we're all experiencing, our top priority is the health and safety of the communities we serve. And while it's true that things are changing rapidly every day, one thing that'll never change is our commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience. At Rocket Mortgage, our guiding philosophy of every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, exists for times like right now. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. If you currently work with us and need assistance with your mortgage, contact us 24-7 at rocketmortgage.com. As we all think about ways to save money, let me remind you that mortgage rates are near historic lows. If you think right now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. All right. So we're kind of working through our calls now because we got a lot of calls hanging on. Uh, I think I want to grab Rambo Jim in North Tonawanda. And uh, Rambo, are you there? All right, listen, Rambo, I want to ask you a question. Just I, I tried to get an answer out of you before, and I didn't quite get the answer uh, to the question. It doesn't have to be my answer, but I just wanted to get the answer to the question. You s expressed the feeling uh, a, a few weeks ago that if uh, uh, somebody is not, what's the word I wanted to use, it, it is frustrated, you know, with, um, you know, their health care, was it with the with regard, you know how what's what's going on now around the country is we're seeing at least in three states, uh, we're seeing uh, demonstrators protesting against having this uh, uh, shelter-in-place lockdown uh, around the country, and you seem to think that uh, this was a violation of uh, their personal freedom, and if 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 this was pushed, it would be uh, within the realm of possibility that people would resist this using their guns. Uh, and actually threatened the life of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yeah, Nathan, Does that make sense to you? I mean, I'm hoping Nathan, that I'm misunderstanding Nathan, what you were saying. Nathan, this is what you don't get, and it's maybe it's just because you know you're 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 a left winger. But when people have empty stomachs, when everything they have spent their entire life working for is going down the drain, rationality goes out the window. History's repeating itself. So I, I accept. I accept that. Well, I accept that rationality goes out the window. That's not my question. I mean, we know that people can behave irrationally. What I'm asking you is, why would you sign on to that rational, uh, irrational behavior? Why would because you? The ruling class won't listen to us unless we become that way. Donald Trump is the ruling class. No, 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 no. Donald Trump. Do you know what Trump said yesterday? He went after. The governor of Virginia, tooth and nail. Yesterday. Why? Because the governor of Virginia was was implementing the uh, national lockdown that he himself no, 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 ordered. No, 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 it was gun control. 
You, you weren't listening. Now, now, he put it on gun control, but gun control is something that was already, in it, and he wasn't taking it, it was lying. Let's be honest, uh, uh, James. He's lying when he says that the Virginia governor was trying to take away anybody's guns. There's not a single person not just in Virginia, there's not a single Democrat on earth in any continent or any planet who has ever said that we're going to come and take your guns away. You could voluntarily turn in your guns if they have a gun buyback program. Nobody said they were going to take your guns away from you. What they did say was that we should, number one, ensure that we're doing background checks on people before we give them guns. And number two, uh, certain kinds of guns people should not be allowed to buy. If you already had the gun, nobody was going to come to your house and take it from you. But they wanted to restrict the kinds of guns like Tommy guns and Gats and things like that that people Nathan, didn't need Nathan, to have. Nathan, stop, stop, stop. Nathan, those, uh, the, the, the weapons that you've described as Tommy guns, and, and I know you're, you're referring to those Hollywood movies, which, which are historically accurate, where the gang. Just as an example. That's all. Just so we, we put it on an example. Nathan, I'm trying to talk and explain to you. You are correct. Uh, as far as, like you were saying about Tommy guns, because the gangsters were using automatic weapons, Tommy guns and, and specifically the Browning automatic rifle to commit criminal acts. Mm -hmm. Those weapons, do you know, have been illegal since 1933 or 1934? Right, but people are making versions of them. They're, they're adapting uh, weapons and turning them into versions of those. So you can buy an AR-15 that is a single-shot uh, rifle, but you can modify it so that it becomes an automatic rifle. Right, but Nathan, here's what you don't understand. Now, I graduated from armor school at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I am a, a school-trained United States Army armor. Now, I want you to listen to me very carefully. To, to take a weapon that is semi-automatic and change it to a weapon that fires on full automatic, you, there's a thing in the firing mechanism that is called the sear pin. You can file down that sear pin, and it will do that, but it will no longer fire on semi-automatic, which means you're, if you use that weapon, you're going to be spraying and praying. It's useless. But my point, my point is anyway, that Nathan, what, so, so the point is that they, they were trying to restrict those weapons that they considered to be weapons of mass destruction. They were, but they did not say they would take any weapons away from anybody. So stop allowing people to put words in other people's mouths. Well, we nobody sure nobody they said they were going to come to anybody's house and take their guns away. That is, right, a, right. That is a bold-faced lie. It should but, stop being said. Well, Nathan, we just want to make sure the ruling class understands where we're coming from. However, what I wanted to call you and tell you was, yesterday I'm listening to El Duce, alias Andrew Cuomo, and he said, and I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he said, everything that I'm trying to get for the state of New York, all these supplies, he said, they're all being manufactured in China. He was so frustrated. Nathan, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Do you remember back in the days when John Otto was the midnight mayor of Buffalo? Yeah. Okay, I called John Otto and I was saying, John, I said, I said, Big John, we are making a serious mistake with this NAFTA and outsourcing American jobs, I said, and trusting the CHICOMs to manufacture what we need. Mm -hmm. It but, just so happened on that night, a guy named Jimmy Griffin, who at the time was mayor of Buffalo, was mm -hmm. listening. He calls in and says, yeah, Rambo Jim's right. He knows what he's talking about. Right. But, but anyway. But, but, but ho, 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 ho. Before you, before you go down that, that road, just quickly, the outsourcing stuff 
happened as a result of the uh, tax revisions that were done by the Reagan administration. The Reagan administration not only lowered taxes for businesses and individuals, the Reagan information also uh, uh, lowered the depreciation rate so that instead of something depreciating for 39 years, it would depreciate on depending on the property at three, five, 10 or 15 year rates, which allowed these companies to save so much money in taxes that they were able to use that money to finance moving their businesses to low wage countries overseas. This outsourcing uh, and offshoring protocol that we see going on that's, that, that's trapping our country right now, it began under the Reagan administration. It was sustained under the Reagan administration. It was done by the Reagan administration for that purpose, to make things easier for these multinational companies uh, in this country who got their licenses and their, uh, uh, the, the, their security of their finances in the United States and used the, fi- the, the, uh, uh, the United States to be able to set their shops up overseas. That was done by the very people you're talking about as a ruling class, the very people that you join with, the Roger Ailes and all of these folks that you're talking about. They're the ones who did this to our country. You never seem to you never seem to be able to respect that fact that those are the people that did this to us. It was not the Democrats who did this. It was the Republicans who did this. Um, Do you remember when Bush the first was talking about a thousand points of light? Yep. That was all about globalism and sending the jobs to China. Then after Bush, the first. That's not what a thousand points of lights was about. That's not true. That's not what a thousand points of lights was about. Yeah, well, whatever. However, Nathan, here's my point. Finally, now the country's on the verge of economic collapse. El Duce wants to sit down and have a beer with me. Fine. I don't don't know what the El Duce thing is again, but... You know, maybe you can sit down with with, with Andrew Cuomo and you can have a a coherent conversation with him. I get what you're trying to say. Uh, Can I grab Al first and then we'll get uh, Jerry and all right, Frank and then Ron. Al, how are you doing out there? Hey, good morning. All right. Good morning to you. Yep. This failure echoes the period leading up to 9-11. You know, the warnings were sounded. You know, the sirens were blaring, you know. I mean, at the highest levels of government, but the, but the president, you know, Bush, was deaf to them until the enemy struck, and then our towers went down. The Trump administration re- received its, its first formal notification of, of this outbreak of the coronavirus in China on January 3rd. Right. You know, within, within, the, within days... U.S. spy agencies were signaling the and there was intelligence from our intelligence community that went back to November about what was going on in China. It was January 2nd where the World Health Organization directly announced to the world that this thing was a, a, a potential. It didn't call it a pandemic then. It called it an epidemic in China. A week right. later, it called it a pandemic. Uh, Trump had all of that warning all, exactly what you're saying. Plenty of warning. From his own trade advisor, right. uh, Peter Navarro. Right. And yet it took 70 days from that initial no- notification for Trump to treat the coronavirus not as a distant threat or harmless flu strain while under control, but as a lethal, as a, as lethal force that it had outflanked America's defenses that was poised to kill tens of thousands of citizens. Uh, this is crazy. I mean... When, when, when people talk about yellow journalism and, and, you know, this misinformation campaign, when you have the, the president just, just uh, you know, belittling the, 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 you know, 
the, the media, the, the mm-hmm. members of the, of the media, they're, they're trying to ask legitimate questions. I mean, Mr. President, you knew about this. Why didn't you act when even when your old trade advisor sent you a, a memorandum saying that this this pandemic could cost the American economy trillions of dollars yep. and, and 100,000 lives? I mean, at what point do we say, But it it, it would have required putting real resources on the table. It would require compromising the way that people were living uh, at that time in a way that would allow us to get ahead of this virus. And he didn't want to pay that price. Then when the virus did what viruses do, the virus, the virus just began to beat him. And it it, from very little uh, uh, virus uh, contamination uh, or infection at the end of February, we are where we are right now, over 700,000 people uh, with the infection and over 32,000 people dead. Right. Now he wants to act like he's, you know, the uh, the war chief that he always knew. He claimed he always knew that it was a pandemic, that the, the rest of us didn't know it, but he knew it, you know, and so he's just full of it. And yeah, I mean, and, you know, like, you know, Andrew Cuomo even said, you know, you get off you know, if you're watching TV, then then you need to get off the couch and start doing your job. Yep. Not stop blaming everybody else. But it, I hate to use an AA phrase, but this Donald Trump and these Republican supporters, they, they, they just they live under thick layers of self-justification. No matter what you say to them, they just they're just so uh, programmed to to resort to their it's almost like they they have this playbook i mean how well, to look what they did they took the republican the, you know right they took the virus that was such a negative you know in terms of lost you know uh, equity that people had in their investments they took the virus and used it a way to pump more than one and a half trillion dollars into the hands of the fat cat businesses in this country i mean they they take everything when it's when it's good they get benefit from it when it's bad they still get benefit from it and the people who get left uh, holding the bag if you are making uh fifteen dollars an hour and you get a twelve hundred dollar check that takes uh five weeks for you to get the check by the time you get that check, you're more than $2,000 behind in your bills. So the check only pays about 60% of one month's bills. Then you have to hope and pray that they come up with another installment of that that may get you uh, another four, four weeks ahead in your bills, and you're still going to be behind. And then the Small Business Administration is running out of the funds, so they're not going to be able to help. Right. You know, so this, this craziness just continues to I, – I don't know what to say, but, you know, if, if it was the first Republican – uh, president who failed to protect us from the worst attack on American soil that, that led to the towers, you know, uh, you know, right. crumbling in New York, New York State here. You know, it's another administration, the Republican administration, that failed to protect us. They were warned. They knew about right. it. Then so, they didn't act. So that's the that, that's the lesson from your comments. Al, I got to run. I got to take a hard break. And then uh, I want to grab Jerry and we'll kind of roll along from there. If you all stick with us, we will see you on the side of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. 
call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. During a time of great uncertainty, it's more important than ever that Western New Yorkers stay connected. ESPN 1520 is committed to ensuring that you stay connected with the latest information and updates on how COVID-19 is impacting our community. Whether you're at home, at work, in the car, or online, stay connected with local news, updates, and information. ESPN 1520 is helping Western New York stay connected. For more, go to radio.com slash stay connected. All day. Every day, this is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. Brilliant enemy. They develop drugs like the antibiotics. You see it. Antibiotics used to solve every problem. Now one of the biggest problems the world has is the germ has gotten so brilliant that the antibiotic can't keep up with it. And they're constantly trying to come up with a new. People go to a hospital and they catch, they go for a heart operation, that's no problem, but they end up dying from, from problems. You know the problems I'm talking about. No, we don't, Donnie. We don't know the problems that you're talking about. How about you tell us what you're talking about, or do you know what you're talking about? Do you know that you can't use antibiotics to counteract a virus? Because a virus is not a bacteria. Antibiotics combat bacteria. But why would we be, you know, <laughs> that, 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 that understanding of the truth? Let me grab, uh, is it uh, Jerry first? Let me grab Jerry Wasenica. Jerry, how are you doing out there? Doing good, Nathan. How are you doing? This guy is just driving me crazy. I don't know what to do with this man. <laughs> yeah. He's just killing me. Yeah, you were talking before about uh, causes of death in the U.S. Yep. You know, the heart disease, the cancer, diabetes, obesity, autoimmune diseases, all these uh, horrible diseases. Well, most of these diseases, if not all of them, are linked to our diets. I've talked about this many times. <laughs> I, I, I know we always talk about the, uh, the, the, the meat and, and so on, and you're right. You know, I think that most of what goes on with us uh, in terms of our health obviously has to do with what we eat. But I think I, I need for us to kind of focus a little bit more on what do we need? To, what do we need our, our country to do to get us ahead of what's happening with this pandemic? Because this is the problem that's in front of us right now. We have to solve this problem. Well, we can start by shutting factory farms and slaughterhouses down. I mean, we are the out of the whole world. We are the third country in the world that consumes the most meat. And you know what the first one is? It's in China. This is where this virus originated from in a in a meat market in China. Okay, now hear this, Nathan. We um, we we consume 
almost as much meat as China, okay? Pretty close, within about 15%. Well, China has about one and a half. Five times as many people, right. We only have 330 million people. Think about those statistics. And you were talking about um, our expensive health care. You know, when you go to a hospital and and how expensive it is. Do you know why it's so expensive? Because American people are so unhealthy. I mean, if you track these these viruses, whether it's Ebola, uh, swine flu, uh, HIV, scars, uh, you know, the, all these things, uh, almost all of them originated from from factory farms and, and, and uh, slaughterhouses. And I don't see why people aren't talking about this. This could solve... So now, I, the reason that the virus has spread so fast in this country is the people are so unhealthy. If if the people were healthier, and how do they get healthier? They can be healthier by eating at least a vegetarian diet, and better yet, a vegan diet. If they were healthier, these viruses wouldn't even take hold. People would be healthy enough to fight it off. So that's got to be something that we, we that's a policy issue that we need to try to get people behind. And that means that we have to get people to call their representatives uh, and begin to uh, try to encourage them to adopt uh, a different diet strategy for people in this country. Because we've been taking our diet strategy from that pyramid they taught us when we were kids, you know, with, uh, you know, whatever was uh, uh, meat at the top, you know, with eggs and, and whatever, and uh, and so on, down to the base, or it was the other way around, uh, uh, the base of the pyramid, uh, in terms of what was priority stuff that people ought to eat. But we've got to folk, I mean, that's, that's something that needs to be done, but that's a long-term strategy. People in this country are not going to do that, like, you know, by Thursday. So we need some things that we can do by Thursday. We need some things that we can do right now if we're going to get in front of this thing and not see another 30,000 people dead. This has to get done right now. So I appreciate uh, uh, that, Jerry. Thank you so much for that call. Let me grab, help me out. I lost Frank. Is it Frank in Niagara Falls. Let me get Frank real quick. Frank, how are you doing out there? Frank, uh, did I, there you are. You know, uh, I got to tell you, Rambo's uh, Il Duce comment, uh-huh. it was uh, it was offensive to all my Italian-American brothers <laughs> and sisters. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we, we allow ourselves to slip into behaviors that if, 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 if you were talking before he was talking, he would not have said what he said. I think he would have been sensitive to that, but um, that's unfortunate. Yeah, you, you know, you want reality? Listening to the daily Trump campaign ads, I mean, press conferences, you know, it's like banging my head on a brick wall. And, and meantime, the, you know, the Trump-Pence coronavirus policy timing and incompetence is on track to sacrifice a whole generation of their own senior voters in nursing homes. Yep. Where's the national program just for the nursing homes? Why aren't they doing nationwide testing of everybody in nursing homes? At least for that population, this should be done. That's 7% of the people that are dying. <laughs> he would just... Well, his voters, but, uh, you know, did anyone see the report from the Times of Israel about how the Trump-Pence administration warned Israel and NATO about the coronavirus last November? No, I didn't see that. You know, instead of listening to his own 
intelligence and CDC briefings. Trump chose to go with the Fox and Friends and Sean Hannity hopes line instead for three months before he finally took it seriously. Mm-hmm. You, you know, congrats to the first Fox News president. Good, good job, you whiny trust fund baby mm. sleeper. Did you, know? you did you hear yeah, the lady yeah. that uh, she, she came on the uh, on the Fox News program the week before last, and she said that uh, uh, people that are on these ventilators, you know, they're going to have to to get off the ventilators. We we don't have enough ventilators for everybody. So you know, people that have been on these ventilators are on for four to six, uh, four to a uh, one to four weeks. She says some of these people have to get off the ventilators and if and breathe on their own. If they can't breathe on their own, they'll just have to die. She actually said that as a, uh, whatever they call them, a commentator uh, for Fox News on one of their evening programs. Yeah, but for any of the brain-dead voters out there who still think Wall Street and the stock market and, and or big banks indicators represent the best interests of the American workers, then tell me this. Why is the stock market market surging with, you know— Unemployment at historic highs, frightened people across the nation who have spent the last of their savings, struggling to pay the rent or put food on the table or are worried that foreclosure king and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin will, you know, take the homes from old ladies and throw them out on the street like he did in the, after the 2007-2008 Bush-Cheney economic meltdown. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it's really funny how these financial meltdowns, banking scandals, and major crisis only happen when Republicans are in the White House. You, you know, let them eat cake, right, Marie yep. Antoinette? <laughs> I feel you, man. Thanks, Frank. Let me let me grab Ron in our uh, Chief Dewaka. Ron, how are you doing out there? Okay. Uh, <laughs> one <laughs> couple of things there. First of all, <laughs> my RDS radios, both of them, have gone back to standard time. I wonder what the, maybe they don't like the coronavirus period. <laughs> it's either that or I'm approaching of an event horizon or something. I'll, usually they sync up to the public radio station. I wonder if anybody else is out there having a problem with them. Anyway, wow. that and then <laughs> Rambo Jim with it. Yeah, I, I Frank kind of beat me to the punch on that. You know, I, I was going to come out and if he hadn't done it, hey, dear Rambo, you know, I might tell you, and I take offense to that. I think we should settle this like two good Italian gentlemen out with our fists up behind the barn, you know, something like yep, that. Yep, yep. Sometimes people get away from themselves. Okay. That's the truth. Yep. Anyway, Dr. Burke, if yep. you remember what he just said? He said in part of the uh, reopening of America that we should um, uh, open the schools because only 2 or 3% maximum of the uh, school children would die. You've got 55 million school children. You're talking over a million school children dying. And what he didn't say, and I'm almost certain what he meant, is that that would be, as it is in many of these urban areas, 70% would be black and Hispanic children. Mm-hmm. They're disproportionately affected. I mean, this, is anybody going to criticize that? Remember no. Obama no. with the death panels? All you heard from right-wing radio and Fox and yep. the death panels, death, even Ray Stevens, a guy I used to like, he even put a song out about Obamacare going to kill grandma and grandpa. Why don't you put out a song now uh, that, that talks about, you know, well, it's only, only a couple million people, so, you know, it's, it's okay. I mean, uh, I'm just... This, this, this and is, remember, this, yeah. Trump initially, if we're talking about back in uh, the first week of March, Trump actually said that maybe we should let this thing just run its course, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, we may end up with one or two, 
We're 1.2 million people dead, but, you know, it'll just run its course. We, we lose 75,000 people every year. You know, or what do you, I think he said 27 to 70,000 people a year we lose on regular flu. Uh, you know, it looks like, you know, we've got this thing on track to not lo- lose any more than that, even though the, that, that number was all the flus in the country combined. And well, yeah, the, and it, <laughs> it, a lot of us. Anyway, but, you know, you know, where he got that from, he got that from the Minister of Health under uh, Boris Johnson that said that in Britain. Now, it's interesting about that. Cause that's another thing I wasn't even going to bring up, but I if, if, uh they were saying, kind of impl- uh, uh, imp- uh, implying that in Britain, until Boris Johnson got sick and almost died, yep. he was in intensive care for, what, a week or something? Yep. All of a sudden, you know what they did? That that Minister of Health is now been very sl- subtly replaced. He's now a minister without portfolio, mm-hmm. meaning that he's just a political crony, but they don't want him just speaking or having any public uh, 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 you know, position to, to make stupid remarks like mm-hmm. that. I always find that kind of interesting. Uh, but... Uh, I mean, this this is crazy that uh, that that they're and nobody in the so-called liberal media is saying much about it. Or two or three, or one or two million kids dying. That's not that big a deal, is it? I mean, you know. And then the other thing, you talk about mixed messages. The three governors, Trump comes out. I think it was Wednesday, and he and he says uh, uh, that. Uh, the governors are going to uh, have latitude. If there's uh, pockets in some of the states, then they should do certain guidelines. Okay, right. uh, shut down, you know, uh, self quarantine, all that kind of stuff. Okay, then you get these things. Apparently, according to Tom Hartman, and I never checked this out. He's, he read an article somewhere. I can't remember uh, that. Betsy Ditsy DuBois is organizing these Liberate, uh, Minnesota Liberate, Wisconsin. Right. It's her and her brother are putting, you know, tens of millions of dollars. They got all this tax money that they got from their big tax cut a couple of years ago. And they're organizing this stuff. And, of course, in those crowds, they're almost all white. You see Confederate flags and the usual stuff. that are Trump- And wearing guns to the rallies. I mean, they're really they're really doing their thing. I got four more calls and I got eight minutes. So we got to get like one or two minutes per call. Let me get other John first. Other John, how are you doing out there? Pretty well, Nathan. Pretty well. All right. Hey, uh, quick point. We had the National Center for Medical Intelligence, which is a division of the intelligence director of the DOD. Uh-huh. Uh, notified Fat Boy in November. November That's what I thought. That's what I thought. January, yep. November. Yep. And he wasted two months uh, dithering. And by the way, there's a there's a site that gives the amount of time he spends playing golf day by day and mm-hmm. uh, right down to the minute. And he managed to play golf three times in, in November. So he was golfing wow. while, the, while when, the disease was when, when Rome was burning, right. Exactly. Right. And yep. I think that qualifies for malfeasance. Yep. Yep. And he, he and that's grounds for removal right there. It should he be. Knew, he knew about it and did nothing. Yep. It's almost like when uh, the second George Bush, you know, got the call or, or somebody came into the uh, school and said that there's a, a plane is bumped into a, a, <laughs> the country's under attack. And he kept reading the children's book. I, he didn't know yeah, what to do. <laughs> that was the famous My Pet Goat story. <laughs> I remember that very well. That was too much. All right. Thanks, man. I got to run. Appreciate you. Uh, let me grab Mark real quick in Buffalo. Mark, how you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. Uh, Rambo's uh, remarks weren't unfortunate. They were racist. Yeah, that's the correct word. I was yeah. trying to be as polite as I could be. Well, you got to call him when you see him racist. Yeah. And uh, 
And and you know he's he's slow walking all these testing and stuff. You get the swabs, but you don't get the medic the uh, the uh, chemicals to to evaluate the swabs. Right. You get the tests, but you don't get the swabs. He's slow walking it because the right people are dying. Yep. You and me, Nathan. Yep. Latinos and blacks are dying. Yep. And those are the people he wants to thin the herd from. Yep. Remember, he wouldn't rent to them yep. back in the eighties. He's the same person. The right people are dying, and he doesn't mind. And it may mean that a lot of Caucasian people die, too, but they're the minority of the population rather than the majority of the population. 70% are us. Yep. And also, Sanders was right. Uh, Working people, you got three weeks until you're living under a bridge, the way they got you jimmy-jammed in this country. And that's something that's been revealed by this virus. People don't have even a month worth of resources. To, if, if they lost their income today, they couldn't last a month. Most of the people in this country couldn't last a Before month. Before living under a bridge. And one yep. more thing I want to leave you with, the country with. Largest ozone holes in history over the poles. Yep. Yep. So. so we- yep, that's a great point. So let's grab our cap. Kevin in Pendleton. Let me grab him next. We got to get Kevin and one more call in before the end of the hour. Let me grab Kevin first. Kevin, how are you doing out there? Hey, hey, how are you doing now, Nathan? Here, just two quick points. And I know we short on time. So, sure. guess what? You remember you told me last week that I was uh, following racist um, um, propaganda and stuff when I told you that Democrat leaders downstate in New York City, where it has the highest, you know, turnover rate with you know people dying and stuff from coronavirus. Remember, you told me that last week, that I was following propaganda, you know. No, we always have known that the people downstate have been the ones that have been yes, most affected by the virus. Social distances. We say that every single time. Before, social distances was something even practiced by those in Europe who were hard hit. But yet, the um, Brian Kavanaugh, state senator, John Liu, state senator, they aren't Republicans. Right. And by the way, I, I, I don't give the Republicans a pass either for getting us in this mess. OK, just want to be crystal clear with that. But anyway, they were still telling people that it was racist if you don't go to Chinatown and if you don't go in, a, 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 in, in, in those, you know, Chinese communities and so on. Right. Uh, that, that's what I was telling people. Still ride the subway because they're being prejudiced. But guess what? <laughs> you know, come on. Social and people have to, be, they have to wear their, they have to own their responsibility for what they said. Exactly. There are some well, Democrats, right, right. there but are some Democrats me. who said that, you but there are many more Republicans who are saying that right now. Even oh. though we're facing five to 7,000 people dying a month, you have Republicans right now, or, or not a month, a, a, a week, uh, right mm-hmm. now. You, you still have Republicans that are actually out here with guns in their hands protesting, uh, being told to stay at home, being uh, uh, told to, uh, to, uh, uh, to have uh, social distancing. There are thousands of Republicans protesting right now. You never bring them up and say, what's wrong with these people? You want to bring up two people downstate. Because you told me that. Listen, I tell you, I didn't give the Republicans a pass either. These guys are idiots who come out with the guns and saying that they're suppressing our rights. They're stupid for doing that. So there, it's there for the go. record. You're right. And right, you're right, right that there are some Democrats who've done the same thing. So you're, we, that's, we're confirmed. Let me get John in Rochester. He's going to close the show for us. John, how are you doing out there? Hey, Nathan, I'm doing good. How about some Buffalo Bills, huh? They're looking better. 
They're yeah. looking like a team. With, but, of course, is there going to be a game for them to play? I think so. I think that, they'll, that, uh, That's going to be the issue. I think, they, I think they will. I think they'll reduce the amount of people out in the stadium so there's enough uh, distance. So it might be 20,000 the first game. It might uh, go up from there. And uh, that's, that, that's the way I see it. But, yeah. Okay. But, but anyway, but anyways, I was going to say, my one of my concerns. Obviously, everybody's concerned about this uh, COVID nineteen. You got but, thirty seconds. One of my concerns is herd immunity. They're uh, going too slow to uh, enact herd immunity. I I've heard some doctors talk about if sixty percent of the population becomes immune to the disease. That's a victory, and they're moving too slow in getting to that 60%. So they're going to have to allow more healthy people to get the, uh, the virus. The, the, the only problem there, John, is 60% of our population is 180 million people. And if only 1% of that 180 million people die from the virus, which is probably half the rate that they're dying right now, you'd be talking about 1.8 million dead people. So I don't see how that's a, uh, a a viable strategy. That's what Boris Johnson was trying to do before before he got sick in, in England. But I appreciate you, man. Let me uh, just close the show. we got to do everything we can to be safe. Let's do it now. Let's do it right. And let's be faithful to each other. We'll see you all next week here at Think Again. Think again. Let's work together. You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.